You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Episode number 98. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now, your hosts, Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and listening wherever you are and wherever this finds you. Thanks for making this podcast today a part of your day. If it's your first time checking out the show, welcome. We're glad you're here. And if you're a returning listener, well, thanks for coming on back and putting up with Chris. We appreciate that. Uh, Show notes today will be at thelongerhall.com slash episode 098. That's thelongerhall.com slash episode 098. If you enjoy the show, and we'd love for you to subscribe to that so you make sure you get it each and every week, or at least when they come out, right? Because in the summer, that's not as much, but we're still here. We're still here. We're still here. We, 98 is not too shabby there, Jody. No. And you did half of those just right by yourself, which is pretty impressive. So, uh, that's good, man. Approaching approaching a hundred, the big one zero zero. Can't wait. Can't I know. Get. And you'd think we'd have something really big planned, but but we don't. I got an idea. I, I can't oh, tell we, you on there though. I think we have lots of ideas. I got a big idea. Idea. ideas are never our problem. It's <laughs> 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 never our problem. It's everything else. Yeah. So anyway, hey, that's Chris. Over yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a I'm I'm a youth pastor in Georgia. Uh for those of you who are listening for the first time, thanks for jumping in. Um, youth pastor in Georgia. I've uh, got a kid in college, got a, a kid in high school, and been here for about 15 years at my current church. And uh, Jody was was here pretty close uh, here in Marietta uh, is where we're at. We're kind of in Atlanta. But uh, Jody was here for a while, but now he lives in the big California. Uh, California. And, I want to come out so bad, by the way. I still want That's to. That's a lie. That's a uh, lie. It's true. Well, I, not to see Every, you, I want to go to Disneyland. When you so, keep going to the wrong Disney, so I don't understand. <laughs> Every time. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, So we, but we're a couple of youth pastors. This is what we, we actually are youth pastors that do youth ministry. Uh, that's what we do for a living. And so we, Jody started this as a, as, as a little bit of a side ministry thing, and it's what we still do, and we love investing in the youth pastors. We've got the Facebook group where we're able to connect people a little bit more on a personal level. There's not a ton of traffic on our Facebook page, which I actually kind of like. It's more, it tends to be more very specific type questions that guys or gals are going through, um, which is super helpful. And you'll get more very intentional responses there. So it's good. Yeah, I would just like to say up until this past week, I mean, because we've got we had several hundred youth pastors in that that super secret group, right? Yeah. But up until this week, super encouraging group. It's been amazing. Um, lots of good questions that do come out. Yeah. But then, then what this happened last this week? week. No, did, they started a rebellion. The, did Philip? Did Philip do something? No. Who did? They started a rebellion, and now there's like this Chewy's meetup without me. That. <laughs> okay. And that's not okay. That is not okay. Well. So, Jody, since we're t- listen, we're talking about networking today. That's what that's what our podcast is about today. And yeah, listen, we're surely someplace else. Surely you support us, 
and you want us to be no healthy. Hundred percent. Do not support not this. like physical healthy from going to choose, but healthy in spirit and love by going. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think there's some wisdom. No, no. To- I'm not even going to play. I'm not even going to pretend like I'm even not bitter. <laughs> I'm super bitter. <laughs> I can't even not not be bitter. <laughs> Kyle, man, it was Kyle uh, Ruff who threw it out there. Kyle's like, hey, let's go to Kyle. <laughs> I'm not even kid. I'm not even kidding. For a second, I thought about kicking him out of the group. <laughs> well, I was I was close, happen. and then I thought that happen. was that that would not be a Christ like record. Also, do, just so just to rub that in even more, I'm I'm about ninety nine percent certain that I'm going tonight. I'm just going to throw that out there as well. Uh, and people no. get sick of hearing about it yep. anyway. That's because the people that get sick of hearing about it, yeah, have clearly they're my friends. They've never had my the creamy jalapeno. Because if they had, um, they would understand our well obsession. I think the people that get sick hearing about it, they're my friends because they need yeah. to know that every time you go, which is more than you should, that you send me a picture or a video of you eating. That's fair. Uh, but the group is great. There's way more than Chewy meetups. There's you know people with real questions. And uh, uh, there's even an opportunity for right now for Dan Navarra, who does the youth pastor compensation survey. You know, he threw a thing on there. He's been on the show and he's doing this year's, you know, so there's like stuff like that. Friends of the friends of the podcast are on there. So anyway, um, it's a great group in all seriousness. It's a great group. Um, and it is a way to network. Well, we're talking about networking today and it is a small, we're going to talk more in more detail about that, but it is a way to stay connected to some, some like-minded folks. And that's, a. um, that's a real win for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it, it's it's good. And, you know, for all the people in the group who have reached out and said, look, we're not there either. We're with you. We'll have to do something else. I don't know what we'll That's do. That's it. We'll have to have like a, a virtual not chewies. Yeah, man. Good deal. Well, hey, uh, just a little shout out right now to our sponsors. We have some amazing folks that uh, take care of us. You know, we... It does cost us a little bit to put this on uh, every year with the hosting and the different things, and we don't really we don't make money doing it. Uh, but our our sponsors are able to help make it to where we don't have to spend our own money to do it, which is beautiful. Uh, so shout out to the Georgia Student Ministry Network; those guys are amazing. Uh, have really been an encouragement to us. Um, also, big time props to. Um, uh, my, my my buddy, Alec Ammons, who does our graphic work for us. And if you're looking for someone, he actually connected recently, I think, with one of our one of our guys on the on the page and is doing some design stuff for him. Yeah. Uh, but if you're looking for somebody to do some graphic design, if you need like a sermon series idea or a game and you're just not gifted in that, um, he's very affordable. He understands what we all do. He's not free. We wouldn't want him to do it for free anyway, you know, because he's going to spend time doing it. But uh, but anyway, great guy, Alec Ammons. You can connect with him uh, either on the Facebook group or on the just by going to the show notes page. Uh, big time props, though, to YM360 and all the work they do for us. Um yeah, hey, you went to the Clear I Conference, I did go to right? the Clear Conference, the and it was conference. ridiculous. It was amazing. Uh, took my team, actually, and we had a great time. Uh, it's a it's a preaching and teaching conference, uh, more more preaching, and just just phenomenal. We had a blast. and But, man, they're just killing it in every area, whether it's publishing or whether it's uh, camp 
or even the clear conference. Uh, one of the things they just came out with that's really, really good that I really just want to mention is the, this devotional that Andy Blanks wrote um, called wake up. This thing just hot off the press. And if you're looking for like a little devotional that you could hand out, I say little, it's actually pretty beefy um, that you could give to your students or maybe buy some and sell to your students. Uh, this wake up devotional is just awesome. Uh, it's called wake up, discovering a passion for God in the Bible. And um, it's just well done. Andy's got such a great heart for ministry and for students. And so check it out. Go to YM360. Uh, there's a promo code, the longer haul. Uh, that'll get you, what is, how much is it off? 75%? 80%? 20%. Oh, it's 20%. 20%, 20% off everything. Yeah, not everything. That's not true. But uh, yeah, that's good. So anyway. Hey, man, excited about the show today. Are you excited? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Great topic for us. Super important. Yeah, we've talked about this before, uh, so it's not like, but but it's one of these type of topics that, from time to time, we want to come back to over and over again. And so you and I talked about the networking uh, and the impact it's had, you know, on us back in episode 59. But today uh, we've, we've got a special guest that will really help us to dig a little bit deeper and also give us some ideas on how to network, but maybe even how to start networks the impact this thing has had on him and more particularly his community. Cause Zach Wyatt, who's going to be on here in a second um, is from Chattanooga and the Chattanooga youth pastors network is unbelievable. Like it is so amazing and they just do some amazing stuff. They just put on a conference here. Uh, This is where I really connected with Zach. He and I've already connected. I mean, but we connected again and, and I went up and spoke at the conference, but seeing what they were able to pull off as a network was just incredible. I was super encouraged. And and even in that moment, I was like, I want to get Zach on sometime just to pick his brain a little bit. So this should be fun. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, lots of things. I mean, Drew P. told this, this podcast really exists still because of networking. So yeah, no doubt about it. Big impact on both of us too. So. Yep. All right. Okay. Should we get started? Let's jump in. All right. Here we go. Pleased to bring you our feature presentation. So networking. Networking. Hey, Zach, how you doing, man? I uh, doing well, Chris, Jody. Appreciate you uh, taking some time out. How's Chattanooga, man? You guys doing all right up there? We're doing great. It's still a little bit of uh, uh, heat blazer Good up night. here, but yes, it, it is, is doing well. Is this lo- Jody, is it hot in California, like crazy hot still? Uh, not where I am. Good it's, night. it's actually been it's been uh and it's been real nice so if you were here friends. in georgia still you'd be blowing your it it's in it's it's crazy it is it is how like hot broke it's records been. yesterday it yeah. is insane yeah. i yeah. don't really feel sorry for you um, no. <laughs> no, you should. so uh because in, in the summer it was triple digits here for um let's see all of summer so it's awesome. nice to have cooler weather so, Zach, you live up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and not going to lie, Chattanooga is one of my favorite towns on the entire planet. It is a great city, uh, mainly because I'm a little bit of a foodie, and there are some amazing, amazing places like, Aretha, place the moon pie. like Aretha Frankenstein's, which is ridiculous. Uh, but h- how long have you been there in Chattanooga now? 
Yeah, I've lived here my whole life. Yeah. Uh, I love Chattanooga so much, never left. Uh, that's, my wife that's and awesome. I have, yeah, born here. I actually grew up like two blocks from Aretha Frankenstein's. That's amazing. And so, yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, we love it here. And, uh, and unless God takes us away, we, we're, we love it here. Well, we're going to do a deep dive into, into some networking stuff here, but tell us a little bit of your story. Uh, how did yeah. you, man, man, how did you get to know, how did you come to know Christ and how did youth ministry become part of your journey and maybe even connect the dots as far as when did you start helping out with the networking thing? Just give us the rundown yeah. as, as why somebody should even trust what you're telling them right now. Yeah. I don't know. Other about than that. the uh, fact that you're on the longer haul. So obvious. Yes, right? absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I too am a fan of creamy jalapeno. I don't know if that was going to come up later. So yeah, that, that be, yeah baby. <laughs> that should be a big part of everyone's story. So, um, I might meet up with you. Um, yeah, so I grew up uh, here in Chattanooga my whole life. Grew up in church, and uh, that was a that was a big part of, of my family story. Uh, when I was ten, I remember uh, just needing a savior, and uh, through through a Sunday school teacher, and and through the pastor, just preaching the gospel to me, and and just realizing my need for a savior. Came to know Christ, but uh, my parents they took me to church, but they didn't really disciple me, and I didn't really. I didn't really have a youth group and until I was a senior in high school. And I had a, I had a youth pastor who uh, came into my life, who walked with me, discipled me, loved me well. I'd really just kind of floundered up to that point, uh, struggled with insecurity, struggled with some anxiety. And uh, now seeing how God had used that in my in, in student ministry. But when I was a senior, God had put this youth pastor in my life who really showed me what it meant to disciple. Uh, he walked with me for the next couple of years. Uh, he stepped away from that church um, after when I was a, probably a freshman in college. And then, like a lot of youth pastors, I just kind of fell into youth ministry. The pastor said, hey, would you help teach Sunday school? And there were only a handful of students. I was a sophomore in college at this point, and I just started teaching Sunday school. And that turned into serving in student ministry over the next couple of years. And I began to love it. I began to love students. I began to uh, want to spend time with them, want to disciple them, want to shape them. Uh, did everything wrong in the book like everyone else does when they're starting out and probably still do, but uh, began to love it. Uh, that turned into uh, an opportunity for a job. I uh, stayed at that church for about six years uh, and then transitioned to another church where I was there for about 10 years on staff. Uh, while I was at that church is where I got connected with the organization I'm with now called the Chattanooga Youth Network. So you've 16 years of full-time youth ministry before you started doing the networking thing full-time. That's not shabby there, brother. No, no. Actually, the first time, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I was at that first church about part-time. So I've been able to experience both bivocational ministry yeah. and full-time Which ministry. Which is also awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And getting to know the Chattanooga Youth Network was uh, had a huge impact in my life because being able to get to know other youth ministers, being able to, and I had a heart for it my whole time. I, I had a heart for connecting with other ministries, realizing a part of it was just a craving in my life to say, I don't know how to do all of this on my own. Come on. Part right. of it was right. just yeah. realizing I, I can't do everything well. Um, and I was not afraid to ask for help. And so our director, who's still our executive director, started this the youth network 25 years ago, Tony Souter, who I know is a friend of your ministry. Yep, is, he's been on. He, he was very intentional with me and uh, other youth ministers in our area. 
Uh, he pursued me, actually pursued me when I was at my first church, and but we really developed a relationship when I was at uh, the last church I was at for 10 years. And we just developed a relationship. He networked me. I came to the, the regular network lunches, the trainings, the opportunities to connect with the youth pastors. And I would, because of that, I, I felt comfortable to say, okay, yeah, let's do some retreats together, guys. Let's do some D-Nows together. And let's just do some Wednesday nights together. And so I developed that heart of networking with some of these other youth pastors. That's good. Yeah, that's cool. I love that you um, kind of got duped into being a student pastor, and then you just stayed. That's the... That's <laughs> we just can't get out there. of it. We just Absolutely. want you to teach this class forever. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I made $25 a month starting out. So, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how you get duped. Yeah, you're telling 19-year-olds, well, here, $25 a month. When I got duped, I did it for free. <laughs> so at least you got, I think I did it for, I got duped and did it for a year, and then they were like, hey, we're going to pay you a little, and it was about it was about the same. It was like, and I was driving like half an hour, so I was losing money because I was spending so much in gas getting back and forth. That's amazing. And they took taxes out on it, which was amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, they didn't do that no. for me. They didn't no, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I came on to the Youth Network um, almost four years ago, and uh, it's, been an, it's been an incredible transition. And love Tony, love uh, getting to work with him. Uh, what kind of in your connection with Tony, Tony had started an initiative called the Pray For Me Campaign which really helps the church rally around uh, the next generation, building intergenerational relationships. And that kind of took him away from connecting, coaching, caring for youth leaders. And he had come to me and said, look, we need someone to kind of fill that gap uh, to kind of serve our youth leaders and felt like I'd be a good fit for that. And, and it has been, it's been a great fit. And so I've been doing this uh, almost four years now. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's, uh, do you want to, Chris, do you want to start? I have a question unless you, you have something. I know you have a well, list. Let's go ahead. What you got? No. So um, I, I would love to just, um, so I always have two thoughts when we're doing this. One is I think of like the young me that got duped, right? Um, and so part of that is me realizing I don't know what I'm doing and I don't, I don't know how to, where to go for help. Like, I don't know about you. I remember um, those initial years, man, I was I was reading everything I could get a, my hands on um, and, and good, bad, or different. If I thought something seemed fun, not safe, but fun to me, because I was pretty young, then we did it, which didn't mm. always work out really well. Um, I, I had a really hard time sometimes getting the ear of other youth pastors who'd been around for a while, um, even though I, I felt like I needed needed that. So... As somebody who kind of stumbled into youth ministry as well, recognizing you needed to learn and and figure things out, and others knew that, like, what's the first step? Like, what would you tell a guy who's just starting out, who doesn't really have, or even new, somebody new to an area? Like, I felt that moving in here, mm. um, kind of okay. Now I'm having to learn where things are. I don't know where to even go for like things that I've done forever. I don't know where to go do those things anymore. And so the, the need for network still, I still feel that, but kind of what, what would you say is like a first step 
in in kind of starting that? Yeah, I think I think typically when guys are looking for help, there are typically going to be people who are willing to to say yes. I will, man. I'll, I'm willing to come. Other youth pastors in the area, even if there's not a network, if there's nothing established, if a young guy, I was with a guy yesterday. He's fresh out of college, and I don't think he's as much as looking for resources as much as he's looking for relationship. But yeah, for him, he even said that in our network yesterday. But he he's looking for something. Those other guys are going to be willing to come come to him, whether there's a network or not. When there are people who say, man, I'm just looking for help, people are going to be willing to, other youth pastors, more seasoned or veteran guys are going to say, man, I'm willing to come to you and help. If someone is coming to you and saying, hey, I want to build a relationship or I want to start an event together, a lot of people are going to be or hold you at arm's length because they're going to go, what's your agenda? Yep. Especially Uh, if you roll up up into town and you're the new guy. You know, and you're like, the yeah, little, um, you know, the little, the little chihuahua going nuts. And, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, wait, wait, I'm here. <laughs> I want to do something awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. exactly. And, you know, no, you're right. That happens. That happens too often, unfortunately. But if you come with like a, a place from a place of humility of, guys, I'm really just looking for, I'm looking for a relationship, but I'm also looking for ideas. I met with um, one of our inner city guys the other day, and he he started just calling the big churches in our town and he's built several good relationships with uh, our youth pastors because he came, he was like, look, I'm, I'm looking for new ideas. I've been trying something for a couple of years. It just hasn't worked. And and he has several guys on his team now from our area just because of his approach. Yeah. I think, I think starting with relationships is, is key, right? So just trying to get, go sit down and have coffee, try to go sit down and have Mm. lunch. Like just hearing other youth pastors, youth workers, hearing their story a bit, understanding their context a little. Um, and then, and then going from there is always, is always helpful. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I, I would always, I mean, whether you're taking it from that angle or you are wanting to start a network, if there's nothing established, Try to get to know your area. Find out, okay, are there already denominational gatherings? Uh, mm-hmm. What's the history? Is there racial tension in the area? Or is there denominational tension in the area? Um, you know, find out what what kind of history goes is, is happening. Talk to talk to your church. Um, talk to the senior um, uh, leaders in your church. Talk to talk to people about the history and, and just really try to cultivate um, uh, those things. Uh, find out as much as you can about the community, especially if you're new, about the history of that community before you even dive in. Um, and then, yeah, and then build relationships without an agenda. Uh, I think that's so crucial. I think we want to come in and we're very eager. Uh, I know I was sometimes to say, hey, let's do an event. Like, man, we want to reach students. We want to see students come to know Jesus. We want to disciple students. But I think so many people are held at arm's length. I talked to a youth pastor in Dallas area the other day who he was having such a hard time to find other youth pastors who would partner with him, so much so that he had to do an event out in 100-degree weather on a track because it, they could not do it at a church. Hmm. 
because mm. no one trusted any, anybody. Um, and, you know, he's just trying to do whatever he can to get someone to trust him. And, um, and I just thought that's, that's where we are, unfortunately, is, is just trying to find ways to build relationships without an agenda. Uh, it, you know, like you just said, Jody, invite people out, coffee or a meal, just to say, hey, look, tell me about your family. Just tell me about your story. We don't even have to talk ministry. Let's just build relationships and, and try to get to know one another. I've got this That's bouncing good. around in my mind. I almost think that um, Zach can tell me if you if you kind of agree or disagree if I'm getting it wrong. Um, but it's almost like there's a difference between between networking and it and ha- and actually having a network. Um, hmm. and, and, and that sounds a little weird, I guess, but here's what I'm, here's what's, you know, in my mind, um, I think, um, you, you can almost go into it where if, if you go into it ra- rather than trying to start a network, but if you start off with just, I'm going to network with people, that's hmm. really what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, I'm not absolutely. trying to start, um, this big thing necessarily, but rather I'm just going to connect with people and I'm going to build friends. Um, we had a great middle school ministry network here for a little while. They all moved away, um, left me hanging. Um, but when I started it in my mind, in the back of my mind was like, I want to start a network. But what I didn't, mm-hmm. what I didn't do was go, Hey, I want to take you to lunch. Cause I want to tell you about this network that I'm starting. But, but mm-hmm. rather I just said, Hey, um, let's just go to lunch. And it took time. I mean, I think it takes a little time before you can really establish that, you know, as, um, Hey, we're, we're actually something official here. And then if the relationships can build and trust is built, like you were talking about, then maybe out of that you go, Hey, we should, we should do an event together. And now everybody trusts each other as opposed to starting off with, Hey, I want to take you to coffee. So I can invite you to come to my big event. Um, it's all about the relational part of that thing. Is that fair? Ab- absolutely. I mean, you, you think about our own ministries. How long does it take before trust is built with our students and with our families before we can really get anywhere? And it takes months, if not years, before our parents trust us, um, before leadership trusts us. And, you know, I, I've been doing this uh, almost four years, and just yesterday uh, at our East, what we have an East Brainerd network, which is a suburb of Chattanooga. And we're sitting around um, and we, we actually meet in churches, which I'll explain why we do that here in just a minute. And one of our, um, one of our um, youth pastors basically just says, Hey guys, I would love for us to start meeting, uh, doing some events together. I would love for us to start doing some uh, denouns together, retreats together. I don't know what that looks like, but it was very organic. It wasn't led by me. Uh, it wasn't, I didn't prompt any of that. But what had happened is all of these guys started saying, you know what, we've been together for a couple years together now. And just to see this happening, to see this, um, this swell kind of start stirring within each of these youth pastors was so encouraging. And it was so uh and I was saying, we can we can get behind this as the youth network, but to see it 
organically happening among these youth pastors was so encouraging to happen to see that happening. Oh, so, okay, that that's a good point. Um, so let me back up and ask another a, a different first question. Um, maybe for for the sake and help of like the rest of our um, kind of frame our conversation a bit. Um, can you give just a maybe a, a a short overview of what when you're talking about your network, you know, because now you know you're talking about. Um, it's it's broad, right? Like it's probably a little more extensive than what most would think. Um, maybe give a little bit of an overview of how that looks and functions, and then as a follow up, the what are the benefits to like the real benefits to the network itself? Um, Does that make sense? Question. What I'm asking? Yeah, say that one more time, Jody. I'm sorry. Okay, so let's just start. Give like an overview, maybe of kind of what the network that you're a part of there looks like. Yeah, yeah. So. What we used to do is we used to just meet at restaurants, and it, which was really great because it was a neutral location, especially as they got to know me. And um, meeting over chips and salsa was always great. And then we started to um, I actually got this idea from one of our denominational gatherings, but we started to meet in churches and. We would rotate. We each of we have several networks. We have a couple in North Georgia and a couple in Chattanooga, and they eat meet, each meet once a month. And what I will do is I will send out an article ahead of time. It could be on student ministry. It could be on leadership. It could just be on um, self care. It could be on whatever. Um, and I don't want it to be just on uh, student ministry alone. And we we kind of have uh, this three tier. Uh, we call it like a three stool, a three legged stool that we want our ministry to be focused on your personal walk with God, your family life and, and strategic ministry. And so we kind of build everything around those, those three, three, that three legged stool. And so when we're together, we, um, we talk about the article, we eat together, we have a great time of fellowship and we always pray together. And we found being in a church together, one, they're getting to see each other's turf. And so we're rotating. We're never in the same church each year. And yeah, so they're getting to see, see one another's turf, which for lack of a better term. And so it, it kind of, it breaks down that territorialism. And they're also um, just being able to pray together. It's a much more intimate space. And it's just, it's just, we've been so encouraged to see what God's done in, in, through in and through that. And it's very it's not agenda driven. Like I do not drive the idea of, Hey, we're coming together to plan an event. I may promote something like, okay, we just did a Southeast youth leaders conference that Chris mentioned earlier. I may promote something like that because it's a training that we're doing, but there's no, no events like we're coming together to do an event or anything like that, because I don't, I want them to feel like this is a very safe place for them. So, yeah, I think that's really helpful. Um, to because I think I know for even for a long time, even when I started hearing about oh, a network, you patch network, it's like, oh, that sounds awesome, but I don't know what that is. Um, I just knew I needed people around me, right? And I wanted to get to know other guys, and then it, it, it kind of turned. We had a similar deal for a while. We would, I think so, yeah. We met once a month, right, Chris? Wasn't it once a month when, <clears throat> and we would rotate around, everybody take different, you know, different turns, uh, hosting. Um, kind of that and generally pick kind of a little bit of a topic and somebody would facilitate some question discussion and then we would go grab lunch after mm. um, if we could and 
it was good, man. It was, it was really good. Uh, it was super beneficial for me. Um, you know, except I met this guy, Chris. Yeah, that's funny. And, uh, <laughs> from there, you know what's interesting. All downhill. What, what's interesting is I, I, I think our listeners right now are falling you know, in several different categories as they listen to this and as they listen to this and networking, it, it all depends on the context in which you're doing ministry. You know, for, for Jody, for you and I, one of the things that was really always hard for me with our network is I live in Atlanta and mm-hmm. just in my 10 mile radius alone, I could create a network. I mean, there's enough churches, enough youth pastors. And oh, yeah. so when you and Absolutely. I were going to that network together here in, in this area, it was actually, you guys really, like I would network and I would come to that, but that was like a 30 minute drive for me. And it really wasn't with many churches that we had overlap with at all. Um, and right. Right. I did it because it was important to me, so I made it happen. But there was, there was that distance, and it's why for me, my when I did the middle school ministry uh, network here, uh, that was more hit closer to home for me because it was folks that were actually doing the same thing or whatever, right? So that's that's my context, and and Zach, even up in Chattanooga, it's a it's not a rural area. There's enough churches in Chattanooga and the surrounding areas that right. the same thing is true. However, there's some folks listening. They're in the context. I always think of my in-laws uh, who happen to be hanging out with me this this weekend. And, um, you know, they're in, they're in they're north of Mobile in, in Leroy. Uh, they go to First mm. Baptist Leroy, you know, and it's a great church. Mm. And um, But I always think of folks like that are in that setting where if you're the youth pastor of that type of church, man, there may be two, three other youth pastors in a 50 mile radius, even, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's a completely different, uh, different challenge. And I suspect some of our listeners are in places where either one, they're in a rural type setting or they're in a setting where there just happens to not be a lot of youth pastors, other youth ministers, volunteer, part-time, full-time, whatever, or, they're in a place where there's just not anything healthy happening. What would you say to those type of folks? What are some tips we could maybe give them um, with how they might could create that community? Cause that seems like a challenge to me. Yeah. A couple things going through my head on ways that uh, one, depending on their context, are they full-time or are they part-time or, or, or volunteer? And then, and then if they are rural, so uh, we do actually have a couple networks in North Georgia, and we go down into like the Dalton, Chatsworth area. And so we have we have some of our guys that they have to drive 30, 45 minutes to a network just because of, of where they are. Yep. Um, and and so I get that. And the more rural, rural areas you go, there's just not as many full-time guys and girls. And so it can be a challenge uh, for some of them to come to a network lunch that meets on a Thursday during lunch. Um, but we also want to serve those people who are bivocational and volunteer. And so one of the, the ideas that we've seen with our friends at national network of youth ministries, what they they'll do is, is they've encouraged and they actually will start up these, you know, they don't meet every week or every, even every month is they'll do these like Saturday meetups and they'll do breakfast 
for the for the bivocational or the volunteer leaders. And That's so great. It is it is a definitely it's a, diff, a little bit more of a, a challenge, but uh, just doing that and so encouraging. I mean, uh, these leaders to say, hey, look, let's just grab breakfast once every other month. Uh, let's meet at Cracker Barrel and um, and let's let's find some time together. And of course, they're going to have to initiate some conversations, initiate some relationships with some with some leaders. But maybe there's a there's a full time leader that has a little bit more time in that area that can that can that can start that and, and has a heart for somebody that's in those roles. And so that's that's a couple of the ideas. But um, I think that definitely uh, for the especially I have a heart because I was in bivocational ministry for several years. Of, of trying to find ways to, to serve those leaders. I think, I mean, you can even uh, really now, I mean, it's, I think sitting down sharing a meal is always helpful. Man, you can even jump on uh, man, a Zoom call, right? Or, or Skype oh, absolutely. Or FaceTime or whatever with with a small network if that's if that's easier. There's, there's so many ways to connect now that are available to us that weren't available uh, even just a few years ago. Um. So I think, I think that's so. The, the excuses are being removed, right? Um, and the barriers are, are being broken down in, in so many ways, which is awesome. It yeah. Just requires being intentional. Oh, absolutely. I, I can not, you know, agree with that more. And I think, you know, whether you're in a rural area or I think there's so many things you do. I think youth pastors are doing a great job of trying to invest in their schools. You know, find other youth pastors that are investing in the same schools that you're in. Um, the, the, the whole goal of networking is to get out of isolation, is to find relationship with like-minded people who are walking through the same things that you're walking through, that you can do life with, that you can talk about some of your successes, failures, that you can pray together with, you can share resources, you can build a relationship with. So maybe you're both serving as uh, chaplains or character coaches uh, at a school together. Well, while you're at the school together, Maybe you can connect. Maybe you can go grab lunch together. Maybe you can uh, both serve as a chaplain at a football team together, but you're both coming 30 minutes two opposite ways, so it's hard for you to meet up in other times. I mean, just find times to, um, to connect. Maybe it's over a school. Maybe it's for other reasons, but um, hopefully you can find those opportunities. Yeah, that's good. I love that idea of I, I was I was thinking earlier. You know, y'all mentioned just a minute ago the the idea of maybe doing something online. I I wonder, Zach, have you seen anybody like successfully do that, or heard any stories of any guys that have or uh, guys and girls that have done that? Mm. That doesn't seem to be like I've not seen that yet, like in a networking context. And 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 I'm thinking it needs to be. Mm you know, like a Facebook, um, you know, youth pastors, Facebook group might be a place to find somebody. Like if you're in that place where you're just sort of isolated right. and there's nobody around you and you're going to have to reach outside of your area for whatever reason. But I don't think, I don't think being on a Facebook group is the same as networking, especially, you know, like almost every, youth, right. I, I think, mean, almost every, yeah. Facebook group I see. I mean, there's some encouragement, but a lot of crazy, you know, just insanity. Even um, that, not yes, it not ours, yet. not <laughs> ours, uh, not ours, not ours. And nor will it, because because I'll be quick to yeah 
just destroy it. But anyway, um, uh, but I wonder what it would look like to sit down intentionally on, you know, a Google Hangout or a whatever Skype call, whatever type of, you know, where everybody's sitting there. I got, but it might be weird. The first, like, I'm trying to think of what would that be like, you know, like, would that be good, bad? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's all in who's kind of leading and leading that it had to be, I think led really well. I've been part of some yeah. coaching yeah. groups online um, that I think have been done well. Um, but I, I think you're still missing. It's just kind of like church online. Yeah. I think you're still missing community um, when you're doing it online uh, only. If you have an opportunity where you're building relationship face to face outside of that, but you meet up online, almost to supplement the, so yes. man, we're only going to be able to get together once every couple months. But we could be sitting in front of our computer, though, and sit down and yes. go around the computer screens and go, man, what's new in your world? How you doing? What's something we could be praying for you for? You know, kind of thing. That yeah, might absolutely. Be, I mean, that might be amazing. That sounds uh, really healthy, actually. How When you think networking, um, tell us some stories in, of how networking has helped in big ways. And then maybe how networks can maybe help in just some small ways. So like, cause I've seen big gigantic things come out of networks. I mean, the big conference y'all just did came out of networking, right. And came out of y'all's network. And um, what are some big, big things that you've seen networks pull yeah. off? Yeah. Yeah. You, you just mentioned, we just did the Southeast youth leaders conference uh, last or actually in August, end of August. And that was a part of, you know, our networks being together and uh, that was just years of relationship. Um, some, one story that comes to mind, and this is just one of our local networks, is um, last year in Dalton, this is not a, a great story by any means uh, or an encouraging story, but, but one of our youth pastors, one of our middle, a middle school pastor in the community uh, died by suicide. Hmm. And this was, it was just heartbreaking. And, and this was a youth pastor that become a, a dear friend of mine. And he was connected with us really well, connected to our networks, uh, had been coming for the previous year. We had just launched that network the year before. Uh, he would come, he would ask just really sincere, dear questions. And it caught all of us just totally off guard. And what we found was that uh, only his parents and his fiance, sadly he was engaged to be married, hmm. uh, were the only ones who knew about the deep depression that he was struggling with and living with. Uh, but it, what ended up happening, and, and he was, he'd served at a church that had a couple other youth staff on, is um, that church had also uh, had a suicide earlier that year in the student ministry. And so you could just imagine the church just reeling right then our youth pastors who had not been networked, had not come together in that community until that last year, just came, just came alongside that church in such a powerful way to serve the students, to serve that staff. I I could not have been more encouraged to see them praying for them, loving them, it was it was it was Man. beautiful yeah. to see in the midst of such heartache to see such pain and 
it brought our network sure. together in a way. And it, there's still obviously pain. There's still obvious um, anguish. But to see our network, I, I'm closer with that group of men uh, than I ever could have been. And that foundation had been laid, yes. though. And as a result of that foundation, everybody just immediately did what they would naturally need to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, that's huge. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen also just big events as well? Absolutely. So we, uh, and, it's, and, and let's be clear, we're not saying, and you're not saying, and I'm not saying that in order to have a network or in order to network, you have to do these big event type things. Yeah. But that can be a benefit that happens, Absolutely. right? So we, we tell people, look, we don't want to be known for big events. We want to be known for relationship. And we've seen that time and time again. Huge. If you ask, if you ask a youth pastor, what, Tell us what the impact the Youth Network has had on you. They'll, t- they'll talk about relationship. That means we're hitting our mark. But at the same time, we've seen, for example, um, for a couple years, we saw uh, an event called Super Awesome Weekend, which, you know, is, yeah. there a, is there a better name for an event than Super Awesome Weekend um, uh, come out where uh, <laughs> a, a dozen or more churches have come together to do, uh, to do a retreat together and across denominational lines. I mean, there were maybe a dozen or more, and there was probably five or six denominations there. And it was just an incredible event up at a Coey Ridge camp and the 300 plus kids there. And so seeing that, um, we've done couples retreats that have come out of our, our network uh, this past this past spring. And yeah. so lift tours come to Chattanooga um, with the, you know Jeff Wallace, Marie Crow, that crew, uh, just because of the youth network that wasn't here before. And so we've seen big events like that and then seeing little pockets, like I described with the other network earlier of, of people that are doing things together, whether it's D now or um, uh, retreats together or just coming together for combined worship nights on a Wednesday night because of networks that would not have happened and saying, Hey guys, let's, let's get together. Fields of faith is the events are bigger because of networks, because of relationships, whether it be an FCA fields of faith or, what have you. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, man, that's really, that's really good. And, and again, we're not saying you have to, but, but also keep in mind, those big events just don't, everything you're saying, like the things y'all been able to pull off and other networks that I've seen that have pulled off big D now, you know, weekends or whatever that might be. Ultimately that has come out of that network has been established for a little while. And then yes. they then there's been they've built up trust and they do that together. But in some ways, what's been amazing is they're able to pull off things that individual churches maybe just due to size or budget constraints they might not can pull off on their own. But when they come together, all of a sudden they are able to bring in that speaker. They are able to bring in that um, that mu- that music or that that band or whatever, um, uh, or the illusionist or whoever you know kind of thing. So that's. Uh, that's really, really cool. What are what are some just sm- small ways that you've seen just little, like the little things? Well, I love to see, um, I love seeing churches network together. I tell people all the time, I was not the best youth pastor, but because of the power of the network, I have unlimited, almost unlimited resources. Yeah, I have, that's great. So I get, yeah. I get calls all the time about, Simple things about whether it's curriculum or camps or whatever. And I can say, hey, but a lot of times now what I'm seeing is people aren't just calling me. They're calling the guy they sit next to at their network. Huge. And 
and I, which is which is beautiful. It's like when I was a youth pastor, I didn't want the youth ministry to be built on me. I wanted it. If they if the student remembered their youth leader, their small group leader more than they remember me, I consider that a win. Yeah. Well, in the same way, when they're when they're leaning on those youth pastors next to them because they're the ones that are in the ministry, they're the ones that are doing it. You know, while I'm still a, I'm a high school small group leader now, they're the ones that are in it far more than I am. And so, um, yeah. So just seeing them lean on them for whether it's needing a, a van reference or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting cause I, you know, I'm blessed now to be on a team. So I've got some built in networking when it comes to coming up with ideas and needing to bounce an idea off somewhere. So I'm thankful for that. Um, but prior to that, you know, uh, well, let me say this also, also at the age of 49, having been in youth ministry, as long as I have, I've got built in networking relationships where I know that if I have an idea and I don't feel comfortable because I feel like, man, this is kind of a crazy idea, or I don't know if this would go over well at my church or not. I've got enough relationships after all these years of being in youth ministry mm-hmm. that I could call Jody or whoever, you know, and go, Hey man, I got this idea. I just need to bounce this off somebody before I tell anybody at my church about it. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. But when you're, mm-hmm. when you're starting out though, that's where networking is huge. Um, mm-hmm. understanding that, man, if I'm, I'm in this church and I've got this idea of changing the way we do Sunday school or Bible study on Sunday mornings or the way we do Wednesday nights. But if I start talking to my youth workers, they're going to freak out. Wait, you're thinking about splitting middle school and high school. What are you talking about? We can't do, you know, mm-hmm. but if you have some networking, that's some small ways to me that just being able to call a friend and go, Hey man, I just need to say this out loud to someone. And, yeah. and, and I, I need you to ask me the hard questions that you know your most difficult youth workers are going to ask you. That's where the networking is huge. Um, That's such a good word. You know, and yeah. um, it, it, it's, 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 not a, it's a small moment in a yeah. way, but in, a, in another way, though, it's, it pays huge reward, you know? Um, so, but that's where, that's where good- but you, I can't say this enough. And, and one thing I've just said over the years, and I, and I still feel this way. Um, you have to be the one though, to make that effort to, mm-hmm. to make that phone call, to find that person that is like-minded to be willing to sit down and have lunch with, you know, or have coffee and, um, and you have to be the one to get that started. You know, all those years ago, somebody in Chattanooga uh, and did Tony start it for all practical purposes? I mean, he did, you know, he I mean, the, Tony yeah, original. There could have been a whole lot of people sitting around going, man, you know what we need? We need this. We need this. But somebody's got to be the one to go. So I'm going to make a phone call. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to start moving. You know, you got to start making phone calls and having and start off just by building relationships. Start off by. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's important. Yeah. How do you how do you keep how do you protect the network? Um, like in and I'm thinking in two ways. This is just a question I was just thinking about, like as Chris is talking, like how do you protect it in such a way that it, it continues and it doesn't lose momentum or lose steam and so protecting that side. And then the other side, how do you how do you protect it so that it doesn't turn into like just a complaint, gripe, gossip session about how bad everything is at everybody's churches? Not that we would ever yeah. do that. Right, right. Yeah, it can can devolve into that. And so on the your first, your first thing was just protecting it. So I have to cultivate relationship a lot. 
So a lot of my time, I'm every day. I'm I'm sitting across the table from a youth leader. Um, I'm having breakfast or lunch or coffee, even though I don't drink coffee. I'm having Wait, time out. I'm having stop. Uh, <laughs> hold up. I thought I thought that uh, I thought that was on the questionnaire before we let anybody come on. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I know it's like a requirement. He slipped in. No, I just don't know if I can trust the guy. Yeah, know. You know what, everybody, just I, ignore I everything he said. He did. So. He I did have a write beer too, and it throws he, people uh, off. He wrote vanilla bean frappuccino, and I just—that's not coffee, I guess. <laughs> uh, that was his on his application. Yeah, the unicorn drink. Oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> you know, I, but just for the record, I would so, totally yeah. drink that. I'm just gonna throw that. I love sugary drinks, dude. I'd, I'd be down. I'd be. I'll try that. Give me some of that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I'm constantly cultivating relationships. I'm. And one of the things, you know, talking about events earlier, one of the value in events is it, it, I'm calling leaders about, hey, I'm pointing to this or that. So I'm constantly cultivating a relationship and I'm checking in on those things, those three-legged stool. Hey, tell me, how's your time with Jesus? Um, because if to go back to that, churches aren't asking that question. Now, I know we're shifting gears yeah. here. No, no, it's good. They're, they're asking the question of, how's your numbers? <laughs> they're asking the, the question of, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately that that's, that's all too, all too often the case of the church leadership, deacons, elders are, are typically asking of, you know, they, they may ask how you're doing in a general sense, but that that's what they care about is um, I borrow this line from someone else, but noses, nickels and noise, you know, how many noses are in the seats, how, how much money's in the budget, how much noise or hype are you creating? And so, I love to just say, hey, how, how's your relationship with Jesus? How's your relationship with your family? And then, and then talking about strategic ministry. And so, so cultivating relationship is one way we we protect that, and 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 making sure that the things are ongoing. And the value that I had is that there was twenty years of equity, over twenty years of equity that I came into because of Tony. So there was mm, there was already that, right? And then. To answer your other question, um, you do have to be on guard of that. And so uh, I think our articles are typically tend to be more encouraging. Um, it, they can, you know, for example, our article that we're working through right now that to, to kind of create discussion was about, uh, it was an article that Eugene Peterson wrote in 1981 about called mm. the unbusy pastor to talk about mm. um, how, when you and I, it, while it's not encouraging, it was more convicting. Um, it, it, it creates discussion in a certain direction. And so yesterday our discussion was about how usually we, we project ourselves to be something. We project ourselves to be busy all the time. Why do we do that in ministry? So it goes in a certain direction. We, we try to, you have to have someone who's leading the conversation yeah. and, I think that that's that's really important. So that that is an excellent question, and you do have to make sure someone's leading it away from self de- self, you know, deprecation yeah. all the time, or yeah, others deprecation all the time. <laughs> others deprecation. Yeah, that, that would be the right term. Passive yeah, deprecation. Not healthy. It's just not uh, healthy at all. Those things. Yeah. No, it's not. It's yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. So man, that's that's huge. No, that's good. Huge. Um, Zach, as we as we get close to the end here what else would you say that anything else just kind of on your mind on your heart as far as just 
that you would want to make sure you say to someone out there listening that's thinking about working a little bit harder at, at networking? Um, a lot of a lot of people out there. I mean, they're looking for networking. I've I've found a lot of people are, are looking for friends. Mm, yeah, I, I've, that's the thing that probably struck me the most when I started doing this is that yeah they're they're looking for resources they're looking for people to pray together but people have been youth pastors have been very honest with me about you know when I came to this church whether it's because of stage of life that there's no other couples that are my wife and my age in our church or my husband and my age in, the, in our church that we we just don't have any friends there's no community and so we're looking for people our age to be friends with um and so I think that that's been a <laughs> that's perfect that right on cue. I'm sorry. No, just so, keep, I'm just giving you a little movie. <laughs> yeah, sorry. so we're, we're they're just looking for relationship, and and I I'm I'm always grateful when a youth pastor will be honest in, in a group of of uh, of a fellow youth pastors. Hey, I'm I'm looking for relationship, and so I would say, you know, pursue that. You know, because if you don't have that, that is so vital. And a lot of times, the spouse, you know, suffers in silence. We saw it, we say that all the time. Mm, but yeah. um, you know, if you can find ways, and and that's one, like we do the couples retreat. We're trying to find yeah. ways to create those those opportunities. When our middle school ministry network was strong, one of the coolest things we did was we had a couple times where we had date night, where we mm. said, "Hey, everybody, get a babysitter Friday night." We're all going out to eat. We're all going to meet. And I would coordinate, you know, I'd get a room somewhere like a, you know, back room at a, like we did on the border one time, you know, and, mm. you know, and everybody came and we just hung out, you know, no agenda other than just, Love that. just hanging out. And man, it gives the wives a chance to be a part of that. So that was huge. No, I love that. The last thing I'd say is, um, you know, and I get this from our friends at National Network Youth Ministry, and I encourage anyone that's not a part of a network to go to their website, youthworkers.net. I don't work for the National Network. I'm not, but if if you're not a part of a network, go to their website, youthworkers.net. Uh, they have resources on getting a part of a network, starting a network. They have a, a, what's called a quick start guide. Um, everything that we hashtag on our website, on our hash, on, on our social media, is says hashtag Better Together, and I get that from from those our friends over there, and it, that's so true. Everything we're better together, and get out of isolation, and don't don't have the mindset. I've I've kind of walked through that when I've been in, in struggles to get in, in ministry. I've had some incredible times in ministry, and I've had some really difficult years in ministry, and uh, don't have time to go through all those. But I've had some difficult years, and when you're in those difficult seasons. You want to be in isolation sometimes, all depending on your personality or makeup. Don't live there. And you need other people who are walking through ministry, who probably also walk through difficult seasons, to just say, hey, can, I, can you just listen to me through this season? And so we are definitely better together. That's good. Good stuff, man. Well, Zach, thanks a ton, man, for, for taking time to come on here. And, and uh, you know, Jody and I, have both benefited from, from networking. And that's why we would take time now for a second episode to talk about it because mm. we feel, I mean, ultimately that, that it can have a huge impact on your longevity. You know, we're all, we're all about talking about longevity, both 
long term if you want to do this as a career long term uh, or if you want to experience longevity just at the church that you're serving at. I think networking can impact both of those things. I think having people around you, whether it's a huge established network like Chattanooga or whether or not you're just intentionally building up a group of friends uh, around you that can uh, be there for you, be an encouragement to you that you can reach out to when needed. Um, both of those things, though, will, will ultimately help you experience this long term. I just don't know of a lot of people that have been doing this a long time that that has it like if you look at the you know the the makeup of how they've gotten there i I think almost everybody i can think of the the ones that have been experiencing longevity almost every single one of them are pretty decent at this you know they're pretty good at networking and connecting with other folks they don't just live on their island um yeah but uh so this is huge, man. So thank you for your encouragement with all that. And I pray that you'll keep doing what you're doing up there, man, in Chattanooga. And uh, that'd be awesome. So Jody and yeah, I'll see you, you by the way. Much. We'll see you in, uh, we'll see you at, at Conclave uh, this year. We're going to be doing uh, the, in the, uh, we're going to be recording episodes and doing interviews in the exhibit hall again this year. So it'll be fun. Nice. I say that. I'm assuming nice. you're coming, right? You're coming, right? We will be there. We'll have a booth with Pray For Me campaign Sweet. and look forward to being there and obviously uh, networking. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like what he did there. That was terrible. <laughs> awesome, man. That's great. Yep. You you know the guys. You know We're going to mention our sponsors. We'll just keep you on for a second because you actually know everybody. You, you don't know my my, in, uh, my intern guy, but, or not my intern guy, but the guy that's doing all of our uh, graphic stuff. But uh Alec Ammons, you know, we want to mention him again as we wrap this thing up, but also, you know, you know, all the guys at Georgia, right? They, they help support yeah, us. So yeah. you know, all the, the, Absolutely. the folks over at Georgia. So this Georgia student minister network, I think it's the student S, student ministry network.com. And then also, uh, YM360, you ever heard of YM360? There's this little group out of Birmingham. I think I may have heard of Roger and Andy and Les. And all yeah. That they, yeah. <laughs> so all, they're doing, they're doing pretty good work. I think they're doing decent work. Yeah. So, uh, yes. yeah, man, all great folks. So thank, <laughs> thanks to them Love those guys. for, for helping out. Jody, what do you got? That's it. No, I think that about do it for this episode. That's good, man. Good stuff. Well, thanks Zach. We appreciate you big time. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. All right, man. We'll catch everybody later. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.